Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about faith, family, freedom, the state of Illinois, our nation, and conservative action. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick. Well, thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. Monty Larrick here, and I'm at the uh, Bolingbrook Golf Club, the site of the Illinois Conservative Union Conference. I'm joined by C.L. Bryant. Mr. Bryant is a Baptist minister, former president of the Garland, Texas chapter of the NAACP. You've got a radio program. Yes, the C.L. Bryant Show on daily, 12 noon until 2 p.m. in the East. Invite all of you to download the free C.L. Bryant Show app onto your favorite device and listen to us wherever you go. So folks in Chicago, downstate Illinois can pick you up. Absolutely. Uh, the the C.L. Bryant Show in your app store, the C.L. Bryant Show. Well, Mr. Bryant is a senior fellow at Freedom Works. Freedom Works. Freedom always works. That's an organization that promotes uh, free markets, individual liberty, and constitutionally limited government. Wow. Constitutionally limited government. We don't hear about that anymore. That thought, that idea has made Freedom Works the largest grassroots organization in the nation. We boast uh, nearly six million activists on the ground throughout the nation. My job is to travel uh, across the country. I crisscross this nation once a month, uh, talking not only about the, the good the news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but also the good news of America. And uh, what has made our nation great is the Judeo-Christian ethic that our families have been ingrained with in this nation. Well, Mr. Bryant, there seems to be a disconnect between grassroots Illinois citizens, especially conservatives, and the people who represent them in Springfield, especially on issues like abortion, LGBT history in public schools, even taxes now. How do we get our voices heard? To make sure that you hold the elected politicians' feet to the fire. People are tired of politicians running on one issue and saying one thing on the campaign trail and then getting elected to office in Washington, D.C. and legislating in a totally different way. And there is an awakening that is certainly going on in America now as far as that is concerned. And there is a message that Americans must send to Washington that we will not tolerate that any longer. Well, if they're not hearing you, what should you do? If uh, the Republican candidates that are being elected by Republican constituents are not hearing their people, then the message has to be, it's time for you to pack your bags and get out of our state houses, get out of our national houses. The vote is still in the hands of the American people, and we, the American people, must understand one thing. We are still in charge of this country. We have not become the serfs of those who we send to office. One of the big problems we have here in Illinois is the fact that both houses of the legislature are controlled by Democrats. They have super majorities. We have a governor who I like to call him a regressive Democrat, and we're at a loss about what to do. The pain that um, states like Illinois will suffer, I believe, will drive a narrative and also cause an awakening. People tend to wake up when they are in pain. It is the economy, as was, was once said, famously said, stupid. And why then do we keep electing people who take us to the same places that have proven to be detrimental to us? Baltimore being a case in point. 
How is it that Elijah Cummings, who has not done anything good or positive for his community, is continually voted in? That is, in fact, an, an, an actual evidence of some type, and I hate to say the word, but it's some type of stupidity that is going on there. And so if the people of Illinois, or whatever state you're living in, are stupid enough to continue doing the same thing, the t same insanity over and over, then maybe you do deserve what you're getting. You brought up Elijah Cummings, and of course, President Trump has brought up Elijah Cummings and the situation of uh, Democratic control in our big cities, uh, Chicago, Detroit, you name it. And when he talks about it, he's called a racist. How do you get around that? Is it racist to call out a white man, a black man, an Indian chief, or whoever it is, for not doing a good job? Have we gotten to a point in this country where we cannot speak to one another? Is it then not right to point out that Elijah Cummings and all the other poverty pimps, whatever the colors are, whether it's Nancy Pelosi or whoever it is, are not doing a good job? No, it's not. And finally, you have a president who's bold enough to speak to the issue. And I certainly hope that America is wise enough not to buy into the messages that, have pro that progressives have used as a tool to keep our nation divided and racially uh, sanctioned. Well, now that he's brought up the issue, should he keep hammering away at this? Go forward. As, as it once was said, and as this Baptist preacher is going to say to you now, damn the torpedoes on that, as far as, as that is concerned. Full steam ahead in making this country great again, because there is not one achievement that uh, you can point to in this nation that black people have experienced that have not happened under the banner of the American flag. And whether we were, uh, times were not as good 20 years ago or 30 years ago for, for black people, uh, we were a better people in those times when times were not as good. We understood what the greatness of America could be in times when they were not as good. They can be just as good for us as anyone else in this country. And President Trump, in my estimation, is pointing that out to everybody. Well, does he also need to point out that those times are good in part because we had families living together, moms and dads. Dr. Thomas Sowell is quoted in my film that you can get on Amazon Prime, Runaway Slave. He points out something that's absolutely shocking. He says that even under slavery itself, there were more black children, Negro children, slave children, born to two-parent families than they are today. When you look at the 12% of black people in this country, and that's all uh, that the, the population of black people is in this country. When you look at the 12% of black people in this country being responsible for 43% of abortions in this country, my friend, there is something absolutely upside down. There is something that has a design to it, starting with Margaret Sanger up until this point in time, that is wrong about that. And that is the thing that we need to address. Well, speaking of abortion, Illinois now has what life leaders call the most extreme pro-abortion law in the nation. You think they're really targeting people of color? Absolutely right. It's, and and we, we ask this question, why on the streets of Chicago, every weekend it seems that you have this atrocity of black-on-black -black crime, murder? Well, again, 
How can a young black man have any respect for human life outside of the womb when he does not have any respect for human life inside of the womb? I am telling you, it is a contributing factor directly to that crime rate that you see as far as black-on-black -black crime shooting one another, even in the Latino community. Under President Trump's leadership, and there's room to criticize the president, I understand that, but black employment is up, we have opportunity zones now in communities, and criminal justice reform. What else needs to be done to garner more African-American vote? Is to help them understand that tyranny thrives when people are in a state of unrest and dissatisfaction. Uh, a tyrant cannot uh, control a people who are happy and prosperous. And so the narrative always has to be that you are being a victim and that you are being left out of the equation as far as a seat at the table. That type of person you can control because they feel as though mentally uh, something uh, is, not, is missing in my life. There's nothing missing. The American opportunity is there for all. And any young person who's thinking that they can relive the civil rights uh, era, they are trying to steal valor from those who actually paved the way for them to have the benefits that they have today. The Reverend C.L. Bryant with Freedom Works, our guest here on the Illinois Family Spotlight. We'll continue our conversation after this. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. CNN's recent Equality Town Hall was an earthquake morally, politically, and culturally. In case you missed it, when Beto O'Rourke was asked if he would strip the tax exemption from religious organizations that hold what he considers to be the wrong view of marriage, he responded with an unequivocal and unconditional yes. Shortly after that, Beto O'Rourke then tweeted his own statement, making clear he was proud of it. Some on the left were extremely troubled, not because they disagreed with him, but because he let the cat out of the bag. Michael McGuff, senior editorial writer for the Los Angeles Times, ran a piece with a headline, Beto O'Rourke's church tax idea plays into conservative paranoia about same-sex marriage. Conservative paranoia? Conservative evangelicals are now called paranoid for listening to the words actually spoken by those who are running for president and being concerned about those words. That's not paranoia. That's called reality. Thanks once again for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larrick here, and here is the Bolingbrook Golf Club, part of the Illinois Conservative Union Conference. Our guest is the Reverend C.L. Bryant with Freedom Works. You promote free market ideas, among other things. Are there free market solutions to Illinois' budget problems and pension crisis? Sure, if you use those free market ideas. America obviously is the, the greatest nation on the face of the planet. I am a nationalist, let me tell you that, not a black nationalist, not a white nationalist. I simply love America more than I love any other nation on this earth. It is the greatest nation on the face of the planet. And it is the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is because it unleashed the spirit of competition. And that is what makes this nation great. The oddest thing, Monty, is this. 
you go into Chicago, and uh, my team and I, we, we had a great meal uh, the other night at Harry Carey's in, uh, in Chicago. Great place to eat. If you've never eaten there, the food was fantastic. I've been there, yeah. Uh, if, if you go to New York City, any, any restaurant, you just pick a restaurant in New York City, the food's going to be great. Do you know why, folks? Because of the spirit of competition. Oddly enough, in places where that spirit of competition shows itself to be so strong, in places like Chicago, in places like New York, you have a liberal bastion that is there. So you people who think or, or who un, or under the, the bondage of being uh, left out of the success of this country, you're not experiencing to the fullest the unleashing of the free market, which is the greatest wealth producing, which has produced the greatest wealth producing machine the world has ever known. FreedomWorks also advocates for individual liberty. And I'm just wondering where you guys come down on the whole aspect of legalizing high potency marijuana for recreational use. We've just done that here in Illinois. The social issues uh, like that we sometimes don't get involved in, but it is a legislative issue. However, I as a minister, speaking as C.L. Bryant, not speaking as a senior fellow with FreedomWorks, speaking as C.L. Bryant, I do see a certain uh, problem that could uh, exist with our young people and even the older people as far as being impaired is concerned. So everything that may seem to be good as far as monetary gains are concerned, may not be. What could the free market do to improve the business climate here in Illinois and help out families who are being taxed out of their homes? They're fleeing our state. That is something that uh, is um, definitely a problem in my home state of Louisiana, being business friendly. Your young people, if they are leaving your state when they graduate high school and college, then you have a problem. It's the same way within a church or any organization like that. If you are not able to maintain your young tax base, if they're leaving the state, you have a problem. So the answer has to be, what do we do to capture them? What do we do to keep them here? Because if you're continuing to doing the same things that you were doing, and you're still seeing the outgrowth, the, the, the running away of your young people from uh, your state, then uh, you have to identify why, and you have to see what you can do to keep them where they are. You have to be very concerned that the young people today seem to be gravitating towards socialism. And it's because we have not told our story. And uh, we have become very timid in telling the American story. Most young people, if you ask them today uh, what party was Abraham Lincoln the president of, uh, they would tell you he had to be a Democrat because the story and the narrative that has been hijacked by progressive liberals is simply this, that there's no way Republicans would have freed slaves when Republicans have been uh, the uh, uh, originators of the freedom of man in this country since the party was uh, conceived with Lincoln. And so uh, when I look around and I speak across this nation, uh, I travel coast to coast uh, almost monthly, I find that Republicans don't know their own story. And the Democrats, because of that, have hijacked their story. And uh, that's the problem uh, with our young folks. They leave out the narrative that, yes, there were slaves in our past, but they were in the South primarily, and the South was controlled by Democrats. Right, and the, the word that you use there, past, we all, every one of us who are, have breath in our bodies right now, we live in a three-room home, Monty. 
and um, the, the room of the past, the room of the present, the room of the future. And we spend far too much time in that room of the past. And that, in that room, there's not a mirror on the wall, there's not a picture on the wall, a piece of furniture in that room of the past, in our, each one of our lives, that we can move around. You can't change it. There's nothing that you can change there. But that is where progressives find the greatest strength in controlling the narrative by keeping people locked into that room of the past. Now is a time in America where we can go forward and enjoy the fruits of liberty that have been paid for, bought with blood by our ancestors. Whether they came here in the hulls of slave ships like mine or on the Mayflower, like some who might be listening uh, are concerned, America in the DNA of all of us is a thirst for liberty and freedom, and that has to begin now with each and every individual taking responsibility for their American destiny. You use the word progressive. I refer to the left as the radical regressive, <laughs> regressive left. Well, that would actually be that would actually be the better description. There is no question about it. And uh, but they dress themselves up as progressives, and when that stops working, they start calling themselves liberals again. And so, uh, you know, that, that is, that's the game that they play. Now, the message of freedom work is so vital, but do you find that you're being shut out by social media? We have an active engagement now of a social media campaign. People are our age and uh, even older than you and I are. We must become engaged in social media if our voices are to remain relevant. Because uh, while, uh, to go back to the Romney campaign, while Romney was putting out yard signs, Obama was on social media. That's where the message is being drummed. That's where the, that's where the battle is being waged. And young people like uh, your young cameraman here, uh, he understands that. And we better understand it. But the problem is, social media says no to that message oftentimes. Yeah. FreedomWorks backs free markets. Is it time for government to take a look at what's happening with Facebook, Google, et cetera? Definitely take a look at what's going on, but certainly government cannot control it. Uh, as far as that's concerned, uh, the, the most precious uh, gift that we have is our freedom of expression and uh, freedom of speech, the very first one that our founders thought would be important to us. And so there has to be attention paid to that mammoth uh, media outlet of Facebook and Google and whatever else might pop up, Instagram, whatever else may pop up. But as far as government uh, controlling it, no. But government making sure that it works for us all, it's a good chance that we might need to do that. All right. Or maybe create our own platform. Create your own platform. It's certainly available there for you. 2020 election. What's at stake in your view? If Donald Trump is not reelected, you have people who are lined up to uh, take our nation into a place of tyranny. Reagan said it best that uh, uh, it is not handed down to us in our DNA, the tenets of freedom. It can go away in one generation. And uh, if you look at those candidates, you look at the things that they're saying, and even the things that uh, an old seasoned politician like uh, Joe Biden is willing to say, willing to do in order to go along, to get along, you can get a very clear picture of where our nation will be led to if one of them were to inhabit the White House. And uh, God forbid, I really mean that with all my heart, God forbid that Nancy Pelosi remains Speaker of the House. Well, how do people connect with Freedom Works? and C.L. Bryant. Go to freedomworks.org, freedomworks.org. We are the largest grassroots organization in the nation. 
And you can find me on Twitter at RevCLBryant, or you can go to theclbryantshow.com, and we certainly welcome your fellowship. And I certainly want to thank you, Monty, for having me on here with you today. Who should get involved with FreedomWorks? What kind of people are you looking for? We're looking for everybody. If you love your country, you say you love your country, believe me, you'll find a home at FreedomWorks. Um, we have people from all walks of life, all types of uh, political backgrounds. Uh, FreedomWorks, I'm a former president of the NAACP, former. It was a whole different life uh, for me then. But uh, just the same, I find a home there. And what we are able to do is create a bridge to conversation. And that's the one thing that's missing in our nation today. We're screaming at each other. We're not talking to one another and so we must find a way to talk and freedom works for everybody don't don't forget that and remember that you the american people are still in charge of this country thank you so much god bless cl bryant you, god bless freedom works thank you Monty. take care and thank you for listening the faith family and freedom banquet is coming up november 1 with the reverend franklin graham if you'd like tickets give us a call at 708-781-9328 or go to illinoisfamily.org Please tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight, and until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to Illinois Family Spotlight. For more information, please visit us at ifiaction.org and look for us on Facebook and Twitter. If you would like to email us questions or comments, please do so at feedback at ifiaction.org. Until next time, stay engaged and keep your eyes on the prize.